Hello, and welcome to episode seven of season one on the Adrian and Joe show. Here's what you need to know. It's 24 minutes of raw business analysis and change talk, time boxed, unedited riffing with me, Joe Newbert. And as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, the mighty Adrian Reed. How's it, Adrian? <laughs> Please tell us what's up with this episode. I think that's the first time I've ever been described as mighty, Joe. I, I, I thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thanks. Um, and in this episode, I'm very excited. We're going to be exploring some recent thinking around business analysis. We're going to talk about delivering business analysis as a service. As a service. Service thinking brought into business analysis. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I think there's been so much talk over the years about what business analysis should look like inside an organization, the framework that needs to be applied, the portfolio that it serves, the role that it lives, the structure that it has, the flow, the performance of it all. I mean, there's so much to consider. Who have we got to speak with us about this? It's, it's a big topic, Adrian. We need a big name guest, please. We do. We need a headliner. Uh, so in this episode, I'm really pleased to say we're joined by uh, Deborah Paul. And uh, Debbie, as many of us will, will know, is the MD of Assist Knowledge Development, has written several books on business analysis and related topics, including the recent BA Service Handbook. And of course, the, the seminal work Business Analysis uh, will be printed as a fourth edition later this year. So um, welcome, Debbie. Thank you. It's really good to talk to the two of you. Yeah, thanks for coming on board, Debbie. I mean, it's wonderful you can join us. And I must say a massive congratulations on the fourth edition of the book Business Analysis. I I've got a first edition copy. Actually, I've got two first edition copies. And I must say it's been my absolute bread and butter. Oh, that's, that's brilliant to hear, Joe. Absolutely brilliant. I think when we wrote that book, we, we just didn't think that it would ever resonate with people so much but actually I think it did help to start put business analysis maybe a bit more on the map which is what we were hoping. Massively. And, and I always think with that book whenever, whenever a new edition comes out my question is what's going to be on the cover because there have been some interesting covers over the years but that's probably a different topic altogether. <laughs> I think it is and one that I have very little influence over. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, as, as we mentioned in opening, Debbie, you, you co-authored the BA Service Handbook with uh, Christina Lovelock. And, I mean, it covers some really interesting ground. And if anyone here hasn't read it, I'd highly, highly recommend getting a, getting a copy. Some folks listening might be wondering what we mean by BA Service. And I suppose if we... You know, let's face it, we have everything as a service these days. It's software as a service, music as a service. Does this imply we have BA as a service? Not necessarily. If we want to discuss BA as a service, I think it's useful to think about what we mean by service, first of all. Mm. Because it is a term that's used in different ways. So we talk about services, don't we? Um, and we you know, deliver services in a plural. But the concept of service is very much to do with understanding the nature of value. And when it comes to business analysis, have we always really understood where there is any potential for value 
and have we always communicated it very well i would say no and i think as you said joe understanding what, what business analysis offers and what the role of the business analyst is has is a couple of questions that we've asked well for decades and i always used to say if you ever have a meeting of business analysts, don't bother having an agenda, just have one item, what is the role of the business analyst, and stand back, basically. <laughs> um, so the idea of looking at it as a service came about because I was studying for my doctorate and my fantastic supervisor, Dr. Yinleng Tan of Reading University, said to me, look at service science and look at service thinking and look at what it says about value. And it's really interesting because you hear so often these days, people talk about we deliver something and they assume that in the delivery, they deliver value. And what service and service thinking and business analysis as a service is about is actually turning that around and saying you can't deliver value. And so if you are going to do business analysis and in the process of doing it, assuming that you're delivering value, then possibly that's why people who are our customers or our colleagues dare to question, well, what exactly is this business analysis adding? If you look at it as a service, though, what you're doing is you're thinking about the value proposition and proposition is a key word there because you can only propose it mm. and you're thinking about working collaboratively so that there are beneficial outcomes for customers and for other stakeholders. So if that's the nature of service, you can sort of see that business analysis is about that collaborative working and what we call co-creation of value. So we work together for these beneficial outcomes and it's not us doing something to you, Mr. End user or Mrs. Business Manager or whoever. It's us working together and understanding what we're trying to achieve for the organization so that we can collaborate and co-create these beneficial outcomes. It's really interesting as you're talking there, Debbie, and if we were around a physical whiteboard, I would draw this, but I'll do my best to describe it. I'm imagining it almost like a like an onion because there, it, it, it feels to me like there's value propositions at different levels because there's the value proposition to the, like the change team about having business analysis in there. There's a value proposition to the recipients of that change. And, but also there's probably a value proposition to people who are affected by the change on a wider basis who are external. So would you say that, that, that actually we need to think about value or, or the value proposition at different layers? That is such an interesting point, Adrian, because it's, if you look at business analysis, actually there are so many layers of mm. value proposition and so many different types of customer. Mm. So if you see this sentence, business analysis or software or business change or anything delivers value to customers, how would you unpick that given what you've just said and given what I've just said about co-creation? Because that's exactly the point of it, really. If, if we make comments like that or we, we go out with statements, you know, business analysis always delivers value to customers, say, then actually it, it really bears a challenge, doesn't it? 
because mm -hmm. you can start by saying, well, what's the value proposition? How do you co-create to maybe achieve the value from that value proposition offering? And who are the different customers who have all sorts of different perspectives on what they believe is beneficial and valuable? Yeah, it's where my mind was going. Different viewpoints of different people. So yeah. if you imagine business analysis, and I'm going to have to draw the picture as well with words, but <laughs> if, you, if, if you imagine a blob, um, a fairly uneven blob, everybody standing around that blob has a, has a different view of what it is and what they perceive it to be. So, so the moment that we have all of these different value proposition layers, these types of customers with different views they've all got a different view on what they think our role is based on on the slice that they see of what it is that we do and and, and in your book one one interesting angle that you cover is that of role clarity versus role ambiguity and it, it's probably fair to say that the BA role can be a little bit well ambiguous at times it's, it's interesting Joe as you as you were saying that I remember once and I, I always forget who said this but I thought it was brilliant they they just sort of they had a frustrating day and they'd said oh in our organization BA just stands for be anything and I think <laughs> they're only half joking <laughs> yeah uh, not even not even half um I mean it is it's be anything so so I, I suppose that's one viewpoint that people have of the role that we we are all things to all men as it were but it, but if we get pulled in these different directions what are the implications of role ambiguity and, and what can a BA team do to sort of overcome that role ambiguity and, and get a consistent picture out to people across the different value proposition layers about what it is that business analysis serves yes it's really interesting the concept of role ambiguity was something that came to me when I was doing my research and I kept asking really expert business analysts who I respect hugely Adrian the mighty Adrian is one of them, <laughs> and uh, you will forever be known as the mighty Adrian now. Um, and, and nearly every person said the same thing, or a version of the same thing, which was, it's very difficult to define. That's quite a tricky question. Oh, I'm not sure how to answer that. And when you're doing research and you're doing qualitative analysis and you're looking at data, you're looking at what people say. And my focus initially was, what are they saying about business analysis? And all of a sudden, I realized that there were all these questions being answered with the phrase, that's really difficult. And once you started to unpick that, and then looking at what role ambiguity means, I really had a flash of light bulbs, because I suddenly thought, actually, that role ambiguity issue is, is really critical here, because what it leads to is misinterpretation, um, misaligned expectations. People don't know what it is you offer, what it is you're going to do, etc., etc. what to expect. And of course, what that actually leads on to is exactly what you've just said, which is, well, we expect anything. And in a sense, we're therefore not really recognizing what it is that you're offering that's distinct or special or beneficial because it's anything. It's that sort of blob in a way. And it's not helped by the role title 
business analyst because of course years and years and years ago it was actually used in a slightly different context much more in a financial an analyst world mm. and then we sort of took it on as we developed beyond systems analysis and then it yeah. developed into much more of its own discipline but actually you know what do business analysts do well they analyze business it's not really very helpful is it no it, it, it's so broad and, and the other area that you touched on there for me as well is the evolution of the analyst the fact that it did come from systems analysis and uh, sort of very focused on IT and then perhaps stepped out into process work and and then stepped a bit further to get into more strategic stuff so over time people have had this perception of what the role is and what the role isn't based on whatever point in time that they've sort of uh, worked with the role and experienced the role. Yes, and, and that's a really interesting point, Joe, because if you look into role theory, which I appreciate is, is a bit academic, but actually every time I looked at it, I kept thinking, yes, I've seen this. And what role theory says is that if you have a situation where a business analyst or a team of business analysts do a great job, okay? Then typically the um, people they were working with think they are great people, you know? Adrian and Joe, brilliant BAs. If you have a situation where business analysis isn't done well, where it is a case of, you know, just writing down what people say and not actually analyzing, for example, then the attitude is, business analysts aren't very good. So you get a real distinction then where, you, where it's good and there's role ambiguity, the people are good as individuals, where it's poor and there's role ambiguity, you actually criticize the entire discipline. And that's really worrying, isn't it? When we are in a world where quite often business analysis can be a bit dismissed and part of that is because of this role ambiguity and because of that lack of clarity around what our service actually is, what our value proposition is, and beyond that, how we go about it, you know, what particular skills we bring, all of that flows off that real understanding of what the role is about and the service that it offers. That's an interesting angle, Debbie. And one thing, I mean, many things jumped out at me in, in, in the book, but one that I thought, this is a fantastic thing, and I'm a fantastic thing for the BA community uh, is the BA service framework and I wonder if in your opinion that that will help clarify roles and for those that haven't read the book yet are you able to briefly outline what the, the BA service framework is? Yes basically what it is it's it's my attempt if you like to actually put some clarity in place so it's made up of six services within a portfolio that together state what the BA service is. And each of the individual services offers a service, so it offers a value proposition. So for example, the first one is where Joe was just talking about, which is that early engagement, you know, maybe moving even up at a slightly strategic level, where you're looking at a situation and what you're trying to do there is uncover what exactly is going on here what are the problems what should the organization think about doing um, in order to move this particular area of the business forward so the value proposition there 
aligns completely with the service then in that it's trying to help the organization and we're into collaboratively and working to co-create value again here so that they understand exactly where the issues are in order to make informed decisions. So that's, that's one of the services. And then the others go through other aspects of business analysis work, such as feasibility evaluation and assessment, um, business process improvement, requirements definition, business change deployment and support for that, which was a really interesting service when I was researching this and one where I think there's a whole gap and maybe you should do a podcast on just that area because it's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. But the, the idea of the framework was to put a bit of clarity there and it's not to say, and everybody must immediately implement all of these, of this portfolio, if you like, within their BA service. But what it's intended to do is say, each service offers a value proposition and is made up of a series of activities and can use and can employ a series of techniques and skills in order to co-create and achieve what the value proposition offers. And that's the basis for each of the services. But the key thing for me as well was that I would like organizations to think in a service way. It offers a portfolio to start with, but you know, underlying a lot of it is also language and terminology. And one of the things that we talk about in the book and that came across very clearly to me when I talked to so many um, companies was that if business analysts talk about what they do or what their service is in a language that business analysts understand, it's not necessarily going to help their organization and it's not going to help them clarify what it is they do mm -hmm. so you have to tap into how things are discussed and the terminology used within the, within the company um, and I've got a great example of this that I sometimes talk about which is one of the companies I talk to we discussed this investigating the situation and looking at what the root causes were and they said oh yes yes that's shaping and scoping that's, that is a business analysis service that we have. We like them to come in and do the shaping and scoping, and that's what they call the service. So in their portfolio, that's one of the key services they offer. Oh, wow. And, and that, 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 sorry, Joe. I was, I was, I was going to say, I mean, th th this is so helpful to, to, to structure this. And, I mean, I, I, I enjoy language and words and meaning, and, and it's... And, and, phrasing things in a way that can be understood by somebody else rather than and put them in a way that's sort of technically inaccessible to them it is a wonderful first step to to start a conversation between these two groups and earlier on when you were talking about the the single agenda item for a team of BAs I was thinking that needs to be flipped as well for the business you know you you, you ask these two groups separately what is business analysis? What is the role? And, and as a starting point, that's immediately going to give you sort of gaps and disconnects and misunderstandings about what the role is or what it isn't. And um, one of the things that troubles me is with selling this stuff. And, and I suppose understanding what people think the role is, is the first step in selling something. But how do we get somebody to buy in to BA? service and by someone i'm really meaning the business because i think bas are very keen that what they do is um, adopted at at a sort of executive strategic 
level inside an organization. But I often feel that we don't convey the, the power and the value of the role as best as we could. So what advice do you have for people who are trying to sell this concept inside their companies? Yeah, and this, is, this goes back to something you were both saying earlier, and it goes back to the BA service framework, because we do have, uh, I don't know, a perception in the, in the BA community, in the business change community, that anybody can be a business analyst. <laughs> um, somebody said to me once at the BA manager forum, the terrible thing about business analysis is everybody thinks they can put the badge on. And I've never forgotten it because I thought, yes, that is, that is correct. And it, it's such a shame. And this is where having, having a portfolio or a framework of services offers you so many different things because it allows you to phrase it in terminology that should be appealing and should resonate within the organization. So, you know, if people understand their organization and they understand where stakeholders see problems or see issues or possibly dismiss, you know, IT and business change business areas as being not very good or projects failing or something like that, it gives you an opportunity to say, okay, how can we clarify what we can do in that context? And, and everything is context driven, uh, in my opinion, and then use terminology that works state things like value propositions you don't have to use terms like value propositions but you're stating what it is we can offer but also stating how we're going to work together to achieve it and and that working together to achieve it and that collaboration is very very important so it, there's there's no point in saying we want to sell you business analysis because that's too broad what we have to do is say we want to offer you this because this is why it is likely to be beneficial for the organization. And this is what we're going to try and work with you to ensure we deliver in terms of beneficial outcomes. And I think the other point about it for me is that it's customer centric and outcome driven. Too often when we talk about our work within the business change and business analysis community, we talk about the process. And actually, the process isn't so relevant to customers and stakeholders. It's the outcomes that are relevant, because what we're trying to do is to help them improve the organization, grow, survive, whatever it is. And we've got to understand outcomes. And I think that places quite a requirement on business analysts to actually be able to fulfill that as well which possibly is, is another topic. But if, if we can do that, I think we've got a better chance of engaging with people so that they understand what our service is. But if we try to just sell, sell, sell um, and talk about how marvellous we are and how we deliver value, that is never going to work. Absolutely. Outcomes trump activity. People are, are concerned about the outcome. So, um, ah, well, we've, we've hit the buzzer, but, I, but I, I've started, so I'll finish with a, with a, a tricky question. Um, but sort of, you know, in, in 30 seconds or less, Debbie, <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> the, the, the $64,000 question, though, is how the BA role is changing with the pace of change being so ferocious. But I guess what, what changes in the BA role would, would you like to see in the next five or 10 years? I'd like to see the BA role recognised and appreciated 
but I'd also like to see BAs really demonstrating why. Fantastic, fantastic. That's that. That's a lot for people to go away and think about now. Um, yeah, and that's a wonderful answer. I think often we don't think we're appreciated as, as BAs. We almost start with some self-talk that's not necessarily very positive. So I think that's definitely something we can influence if we, if we use a service framework that's focused on value. And uh, I hope people can have a think about that and see what change they can make. But um, as you heard, the buzzer chimed in and, and said that we need to uh, cut. So let me just say thanks for joining us on the pod, Debbie. Um, I must say I'm feeling quite bleak because we've barely touched the surface of this subject. We could dedicate a whole season, I think, to, to this, sort of each component of the framework. But in closing, please tell us where we can get your book. I think, I think it's going to be a worthwhile read for, for a lot of people, especially anybody who's sort of leading and managing BA teams. And uh, tell us whether there are any other resources you can recommend for us. Okay, well, the book is published by BCS, the Chartered Institute for IT, as all of the books that I work on in the business analysis area are. So they're available at um, bcs.org, which is their website. Also available on um, Amazon, should I say. <laughs> Um, because uh, obviously that is the go-to place to find out about books. Um, so, and the, um, the fourth edition will be published sometime in the summer, possibly August, possibly early September. I'm not quite sure at the moment. Um, in terms of other resources, I was thinking about this because I, I'm not very faithful, okay? I don't follow a particular blog or a particular website I like to dot around and I love getting recommendations on LinkedIn because actually people usually recommend things that are very very good and obviously I read the things um, very interesting insights that Adrian puts out and, and he and I discuss a lot um, I also like um, David Beckham's Samurai VA because I think David has a very very interesting take on life but my guilty secret is that <laughs> The website that I go to a lot and just Google stuff is uh, Google Scholar, which makes me sound incredibly academic, but I really love going back to source on things and finding out where original ideas came from. Wonderful, wonderful. And if people want to stay in touch with you, how can they do that? Are you on LinkedIn, Twitter? I'm on LinkedIn. I am on Twitter, but I'm afraid I'm a, I'm a terrible follower and not a terrible tweeter. But um, I am on LinkedIn and yeah, please contact me. And I always love to hear of people who are doing some really interesting things in business analysis or, you know, just want to engage. Lovely. Thank you. Excellent. Well, uh, the, only, the only thing left for us to say, Debbie, is a, a huge thank you. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, and, and of course, to everyone tuning in, thank you for listening. Um, it, you know, do please, uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, do go back, look at the other episodes and do pass this on to a friend or colleague who might be interested. And um, please do post your comments on this episode over on 168.fm. So until next time, goodbye and see you in the next episode. <laughs>